0: Please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing. The Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest. Good morning campers! Pick up your coffee cup, make a cup of tea, pour yourself a beer. The dog is
1: the Francine Marie Show. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Richard Natale. I'm your host, Francine Marie, and this show segment gives men the truth about improving and maintaining a healthy life at any age. The station is not providing medical advice, and listeners should seek any medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems. Today, we're discussing prostate cancer the treatments, and the side effects. Dr. Natalie is a board-certified urologist. He is a penile implant specialist, and he is our expert today. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Francine, how are you?
1: I am so glad this day has come that we get to meet and interview.
0: Oh, me too.
1: This is a touchy subject, talking about men's health, so while we're in the man cave, we are inviting all women to listen.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Because we're concerned about our man, our boyfriend, our sons, our uncle, our dad.
0: It's important to get a little insight into our life.
1: And since this is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, let's get started. Prostate, what does it do? What is the job, Doc?
0: Ooh, so the prostate has one simple job, and that is to make our semen liquid so that we can impregnate our spouse.
1: What if you don't have liquid? What is that
0: called? So sometimes when men have their prostates removed or have other diseases, they may not actually produce ejaculation at all or emission at all.
1: You do a lot of speaking on the circuit about prostate cancer since it's Awareness Month. Do more men come in to their neurologist to get tested? And what does that test look like for the prostate?
0: I wish they would. I think more men need to come in and get evaluated. The tests are pretty simple. It's a blood test and a finger in a place you kind of don't want it to go, that's it
1: okay you're gonna get a rapport with the man the patient before that happens
0: absolutely Are you
1: joking with them? You know, our dentist is trying to talk to us while, you know, he's drilling our teeth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important thing to do. You got to have an established relationship with your patient. Got to be easy. Got to communicate. It's got to be something that you really see that doctor as your partner, as in your health, more than anything else.
1: Just to go back a little bit, you will use a glove for the prostate exam. That's right. It no. doesn't hurt. And you're feeling for what? What are you feeling? So that
0: that's important. So we're feeling for any nodules. That's the biggest thing we're looking for. If we feel nodules against that prostate that makes us think there might be something else going on like a prostate cancer.
1: And for women, um, we're always told to examine our breasts, but men... They don't know what they're looking for.
0: That's exactly. That's actually a really, really huge point is that we need to get that screening because for us, for prostate cancer health, there's only one way to do it. That's that blood test and that exam that only a doctor can do.
1: Some of us, if you tell us symptoms, we're like, I have that. I have that. Yeah. But What are the, what are the symptoms?
0: Well, that's what's scary. So if you look at prostate troubles, urinary troubles like weak stream and things like that, that's a common thing that happens to most men as we get older. But if you're looking at prostate cancer, prostate cancer doesn't produce symptoms. That's why we have to really get screened early and fairly often to make sure that we pick that up when it doesn't produce any symptoms.
1: No soreness, things like that. Mm -mm. Because hemorrhoids, you know, you kind of know when you have hemorrhoids.
0: Yeah, yeah. So hemorrhoids are going to bother you when you're when you're taking care of your business in your bathroom and things hurt and all the rest. But this is a silent thing. It's not going to produce the symptoms that you think.
1: And when we call our physician, should we call the physician or you as a urologist?
0: I think the most important thing is to have that relationship, that good relationship with whomever you choose for your health care. As a urologist, I think I offer a more comprehensive evaluation of your men's health problems, but if you're looking at getting screened and you just have a great relationship with your primary doctor, it works just the same.
1: But if we come to our urologist, we're going to get from head to toe.
0: You're going to get head to toe from the things that we're going to address, so things like your kidney health and your erectile health. If you're a man, you're going to talk about your prostate and urinary health as well.
1: If you're just now tuning in, we are so excited because you are inside the man cave with Dr. Richard Natale. I'm your host, Francine Marie. And you know what? We're going to bring you issues concerning your man, concerning you as men. And I like that I have the opportunity as a female to ask these questions. So when it comes to a family history does it play a role in prostate cancer?
0: Very, very much so. So that's a, that's a big topic. So your ethnicity plays a role in prostate cancer as well as family history. And it doesn't just have to be a man who has prostate cancer in your family. It can also be even breast cancer in women. in your family may put you at risk for prostate cancer.
1: All right. Here goes. The man is going to come in for his prostate exam, right? We can mm-hmm. call it a prostate exam. exam. What, what, what's another word for it?
0: Well, we call it a digital rectal exam. That's what we're doing.
1: A digital rectal exam. So ask your doctor for that. Sometimes if the appointment is too far off, we might chicken out.
0: Don't chicken out. Don't
1: chicken out. Don't chicken out. It's your, it's your life. That's right. Your life depends on it. Do you tell us right then?
0: So usually there's a wait period. So we got to do some blood tests as well. The exam helps me understand if there's anything that's bad right away, but then we do some blood testing and if those blood tests come back as something suspicious, and we may need to do a biopsy to figure out what's going on.
1: Treatment. Is there a pill we can take and it'll all go away?
0: Oh, I wish. Come I on, wish. Oh my But you know, not everybody needs their prostate cancer treated. So sometimes just watching is what we need to do. Just knowing that it's there and watching it and making sure we surveil you closely is all you need. But there's some patients that need to have surgery to remove it or have to have radiation or need to have... It frozen and things like that. So, there are all different available options for taking care of the prostate.
1: Got it. And you're going to give us the best option. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When you talk about freezing and burning and severing. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to be asleep. So, the man's going to be asleep.
0: You're going to be asleep.
1: Okay. Got it. If you're just not tuning in, that's Dr. Richard Natale. He's our urologist, giving us some insight um inside the man cave, right? So this show is designed for men to understand their health. Since this is prostate cancer awareness month, if you got any questions, call 704-227-8677. Leave a comment, ask a question.
0: My job is to help you navigate through this world. I have that information, that knowledge that that I spent time gathering and learning. And all I am is your tool is to help to work together and help you get through those things.
1: So we as women, we want to know about ED. And so do men. Do men not get a memo that it's just not working anymore? Do they get a memo? Because, you know, we as females, we don't get a memo that we're gaining weight until we pass a mirror.
0: (laughs) The first thing I see is that men recognize When the troubles happen, they just don't want to go out and get that help. And I think that they don't want to get the help. They're embarrassed. They're shy. And they don't want to communicate with their doctors or their spouse, even if it's just as simple as that. But I can tell you as a physician, one thing that I've seen a lot is that the number one concerns that the patient has coming in with erectile dysfunction is actually the satisfaction of their spouse. That's what they're most worried about.
1: Okay. And ED is a side effect of prostate cancer?
0: It can be of some of the treatments, yeah.
1: Well, how common is it? Come on. Spill
0: the beans. If you look at just the number of cases of erectile dysfunction in the country, you kind of define it as what it really is, which is not getting what you want or how you want it, when you want it, and how long you need it. Now you're talking about 30 million men or more have this problem. And believe it or not, up to 25% of men under the, under the age of 40 may have that problem.
1: So for women, it's vaginal dryness at 40, 45, 50. For men, it's...
0: Erectile dysfunction. One thing that's really important is if you don't use it, you'll lose it.
1: Oh, speak more. Okay. So we should be... I know men yeah. have more of a higher sex drive than women. I don't know. It depends on their age. It's. I think life plays a trick on us.
0: I think it does. I think it does. There, there's definitely some disparities between interest and drive with age, but ultimately, I think everybody has that shared communication. And so that—that's what I talk to my patients about. What I talk to my wife about is that that intimacy is something, whether it's once a week, once a month, that only we share in that relationship. And that's something that, when it's lost, is so tough on us. And so whether you—whether you want to have it four times a week or you want it four times a year or It doesn't matter. It's the ability to do so and the lack of the ability to do so that we're trying to help.
1: Mm, And and I can think of guilt. I can think of shame. I can think
0: of. Well, and that's what makes us all turn to the inside. Right. So when you feel guilt, when you feel shame, when you feel unable to be the way you were, we instead of going out and getting help and seeking the attention we need, we have the tendency all of us do. I do of turning it inside first.
1: It's not me. It's you. Yeah. So for men that are feeling this and experience this ED issue, is Viagra always the answer?
0: Not always. Whether it's effectiveness or side effects or maybe even the fact that you're on medications that you can't take Viagra with, it's not always the answer.
1: Okay. You know we want a quick fix, right, Doc? Of course we do. Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, and Dr. Richard Natale is our urologist. When did you know that this was going to be
0: your specialty? Oh, that's a great question. I really think it takes a, a dedication and a passion for certain things in your life, and restoration and that feeling of improving people's lives is such an important thing for me as a doctor. So there's some doctors that look at treating prostate cancer itself and offering patients those fixes, which is really, really important to him. And that's wonderful. And we need those guys. And I'm the person that wants to take you from that journey to that next step to help you live that best life you can live. So when you have the side effects, when you have the troubles that come into having a good quality of life, that's something I want to help you with. And that's where the passion and the drive started.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Have you run across folks who come into the office, and hopefully they're bringing their wives, the men are bringing their wives and girlfriends to the office. Do they really, though? Do they really do that?
0: I really want them to. A lot of guys, there's a, a mix, so not everybody does, but I'll tell you the best appointments I have is when both people are there.
1: Have you run across anyone who says, hey, doc, I have this ED issue Is there any natural pathic, is there a herb? Can I eat mushrooms? Can I take ginseng? I mean, people come up with the weirdest things, lavender.
0: That's right. Well, I think the biggest thing to do is when you're doing the the kind of inventory of, of living a healthy life, that all applies to erections as well. So if you're a smoker, don't smoke. If you're a drinker, try to back down on drinking. If you're not eating a good balanced diet or you're not exercising, those little simple things actually can help improve health. Unfortunately, it's not an herb or a supplement we can use to help us with erections, but it's really more about living that healthy life that we should.
1: What if this is a man's second marriage, right? And he's he's married 10 years younger or 20 years younger. And she wants to have a baby. Does ED get in the way?
0: Oh, absolutely it can. Because remember, again, we're talking about the ability to function exactly the way you want to. And you have to have a good firm erection to go through the whole process, obviously, of intercourse. So that can absolutely play a role as well.
1: What could be the other factors of ED? Does it affect your mood? Does it make you depressed?
0: Absolutely. I gotta tell you the story. And this I think is the best way to figure this out. So when my my wife took my five year old son into a doctor's appointment, now five years old, this was ten years ago, and he came out of the little bathroom and that they have in the pediatric's office and he was he was kind of punching and slapping and pulling at his groin and he and my wife looked at him and said, What what's the matter with you? And he goes, Mommy, it's standing up and it won't go down and I think if you look at it that way, it's not about the act, it's about what's part of our lives, something that that is part of us for so many years of our life that we recognize as a normal function of our body. So when you have that taken away from you, it actually changes your your personality and the person who you are on the inside.
1: I'm glad you mentioned younger children noticing their body. I don't know. Something happens to us as parents. We shrivel up when it's time to talk about the anatomy, sexual intercourse. It may seem to the parent as taboo. If I talk about it, then they're going to do it.
0: Yeah. And it's the discussion of what we talked about earlier about turning into the inside and looking in yourself and and kind of shutting yourself away from other people. If you don't have that open and honest relationship, not just with your doctor, but with your parents, your friends, your pastor, whatever the circumstance is, we only gain when we have that open openness and honesty. And it doesn't mean you need to be dirty or inappropriate about it. You just need to talk. We need mm-hmm. to talk and be open. And once that happens, you find that you actually have a lot more solutions in front of you than we ever thought before. And right. you feel better about yourself because of it.
1: And speaking with an expert, because we're notorious for asking the uncle, especially mm-hmm. if you're a man, you don't want to. Maybe the barbershop is your place to let go, but you can't take all advice from all people.
0: That's right. You got to go seek a medical professional's help sometimes.
1: Dr. Richard Natale giving us some answers to these questions that I've got and one of our listeners has called in and they wanted to know what would be the biggest side effect of prostate cancer treatment.
0: I kind of break it out into two different categories is the side effect that we see unfortunately most frequently with with surgery and that's going to be erectile dysfunction to some degree. Unfortunately there's going to be some impact on the way your erections work and whether that just means that after the surgery you need to have medications to help you in that regards that's good enough, but that still is a a trouble. Or if it means that you need to have more advanced treatments for that, that's also a side effect of it. But that's kind of the quality of life issues, getting back to, your, to living your best life, as we've talked about before, that, that's important. There's also a group of, of side effects not quite as common, but can be almost as equally devastating, or if not more, which is control of urine and having urinary incontinence. That doesn't happen quite as frequently as erectile dysfunction, but when that does happen, there are solutions to help resolve that completely.
1: I thought only women had that issue.
0: No, no. It can happen to us, too.
1: (laughs) We laugh too hard, and guess what happens? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You don't get a bimbo. That's going to happen, either.
0: No, you don't.
1: So is it medications for life when we're talking about prostate cancer treatment?
0: So it depends. I mean, if you're talking about prostate cancer treatment, if we can get through this pretty easily with a surgery or something else and that's all we have to do, then we're done and all we need to do is follow you up after that. And if there's a side effects like erectile dysfunction, it could just be a pill that you have to take, unfortunately, for the rest of your life. But again, there are some side effects of the surgery or more importantly, if you know, going through the treatments of prostate cancer of things that require us to do step two, three and four to make sure that you're okay.
1: Breast Cancer Month. We've got the truck that goes around. We do the mammograms. When are we going to have a prostate truck?
0: That's a really good point. So this is something I talk about in a lot of the community outreach I do and with my patients as well. If you look, everybody sees our football players wearing the pink shoes and and the pink bandanas and wristbands in October and everybody knows breast cancer awareness. I think we need to do better outreach to our communities to promote prostate cancer awareness, or we're not doing that. And in particular, a group of people that are most adversely affected is African American men. So it's really important that not only do we reach out to our men in general, but we target the communities in which this disease affects us more.
1: Asian communities, not as much. Not as much. What about age? A 16-year-old, should they come in? Do no. most sixteen year olds go anyway, right? No,
0: yeah. And that's actually part of the problem too, is that because men don't get seen early on in their life like women do, that women go to their gynecologists or their pap smears, because of that men have the tendency to really pull pull it in and not get screened as they get older because they don't want to go through those those exams. But if you look at the average age of prostate cancer onset, it's probably in our 60s. And it's important that you start getting your screening probably between the ages of 40 to 50, depending on family history and and ethnicity and things like that.
1: So if prostate cancer has more effect on the African-American community, how many people are walking around with prostate cancer and don't know it?
0: That's a scary statistic. So there's somewhere about 175,000 cases that are diagnosed every year of, of patients who have prostate cancer. And the chance of an African-American man man having prostate cancer about one in six. So imagine that that's a big number of those folks or African-American men that could be affected. The chance of having a diagnosis is almost two times higher than their Caucasian counterparts. And their chances of having adverse outcomes or not dealing with this disease the way we should is almost two and a half times worse than everybody else.
1: And the biggest wake-up call is for a man to lose his father to prostate cancer, mm-hmm. Because let's talk about that for a second. I know it's a little morbid, but when you're about to cross over, when you're in that state and watching your loved one, your dad, die in front of you.
0: It's painful. And, and you know, the, the problem is, is that when people see that, instead of saying, you know what, I better go get my, my, my evaluations early, I don't want to prevent that, it almost works to the opposite effect. And people kind of say, I don't ever want to know about it. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Use that as a, you know, as if, there's a, if there's a purpose, if there's a God's plan, if there's a divine intervention as to why this happens, it's about looking at what happened before you and trying to prevent that in yourself and most importantly, also the members of your community.
1: Mm. You know, it reminds me of folks who die without a will. Yeah. And you know they've died without the will and you're complaining about they died without the will. Uh, have you made your will?
0: And not doing the work that you need to do for yourself. That's right.
1: Listeners are just tuning in. They can call 704-227-8677. That's 704-227-8677. If you've got a question for the doc, please leave that there. We want to make sure that we tell everyone that this particular show, this station, is not providing medical advice, and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians. Um, if they have medical concerns, that's what that's what we hear when we call our doctor's office. If this is emergency, you need to call nine one one.
0: Right? That's right.
1: Prostate cancer awareness month is a nine one one. Is a wake up call.
0: It is a wake up call.
1: When should we get screened? Maybe we can still get an appointment this month.
0: I don't know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Whether you call me or you call your doctor or you call your urologist that you may have, give us a call. We're there. We'll work in. We'll get you seen and get you taken care of.
1: And then get a rapport with your doc. I know that we were talking before the show that a lot of men, you know, they're hesitant to go to the doctor to get the prostate exam, but you have to seek out a urologist or a physician just like you would have to seek out someone who's going to cover your divorce, who's going to handle your divorce. you got to
0: have rapport with them. Absolutely. That's so important. That's why I say, you know, if it might be a five-minute visit to take care of the screening, evaluation, the, the quick test, and all the rest, but that's way, that way you can spend a little bit more time actually just talking to your doctor and getting to know them, and that's so important because once those barriers come down and it's just almost like a friendship, it makes it easier to get through the problems that we have to face together.
1: And if we ignore the diagnosis and you tell us or a physician tells us that we have prostate cancer and we don't come back, I bet that happens too.
0: It does happen. It's scary. I've had a couple of patients in my career who kind of bury their head in the sand and, and and a few in particular that I can remember that came back at a point where we couldn't treat it.
1: We have to get our women involved. It's a movement. We need to get our men in the doctor's office to get their prostate exam. They may go kicking and screaming, right?
0: That's all right. Just like
1: marriage counseling. That's
0: all right. (laughs) Kicking and screaming, but
1: it's for the better.
0: You know, there's plenty of information that says that women are the best advocates for men's health. So not to put it all on their shoulders, because I know women have to take care of so much, but they are one of the biggest advocates for men's health. So if that means you got to drag them kicking and screaming into the room, do it.
1: Okay. I know we're going to be doing more shows, and I'm I'm excited about it, but I do definitely want to talk about... Penile implants. That's another show. But after prostate cancer retreated, can we get a penile implant?
0: Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. You might be very pleasantly surprised in the results.
1: Okay. Because the last time I saw one was, what, 1980-something, right? Mm-hmm. But I would assume that they have improved.
0: Oh, very the- much so. Very okay. much so. There are a lot of, it's a lot safer of a procedure. It's a lot better of an implant protecting you against things like infection, for example, that we used to think about back in the day in terms of a surgical infection. So it's a lot better of a device than it's ever been before.
1: Got it. I hope it's covered by insurance. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. You could be a bionic man.
0: Oh, you're yeah, exactly right.
1: Right? Yeah. And
0: it's not the $6 million man. It doesn't cost that much. <laughs>
1: uh, that's good to know. If you're just not tuning in, we've got a new best friend this morning. Um, it's Dr. Richard Natale, and you are listening to Inside the Man Cave. I'm your host, Francine Marie, and we're going to be doing more shows about men's health. So before you leave out this morning, you got to give us a positive story.
0: Probably one of the best stories I've ever had was a a man who had actually urinary incontinence as a result of surgery, of prostate cancer surgery, and he'd went a decade in diapers. And the surgeries we do to correct the problems, I corrected it with a procedure called an artificial urinary sphincter and the man cried and he hugged me when i after the surgery because he had went 10 years in diapers and his other doctors were telling him there's nothing that could be done and to me if i can wrap up my career into one defining moment it was that because to to fix a man's quality of life like that something so basic something so simple that it was just a huge reward for me
1: that is so touching yeah yeah! Wow. Well, l- I'll,
0: I'll tell you the stories about the about those other guys soon enough.
1: <laughs> Doctor Richard Natali's here. You're inside the man cave. I'm your host Francine Marie. This show segment gives men the truth about improving and maintaining a healthy life at any age. So we've gone down the spectrum of getting into the office for for a young man who's 16 years old to an older senior citizen, or we call them seasoned men who is a little bit older. You cover a broad range of urological conditions um, and you happen to specialize in men's health. So thank goodness for you. And you've got the best personality. Thank you. You're one of a kind, I hope you know that.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: All right. You got concerns? You got uh, questions about your Johnson, your tool, your member? Call 704-227-8677. We want to mention that the station is not providing medical advice, um, and listeners should seek advice from their medical physician. You should go to the doctor. It's Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. We want to thank the whole team.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: And I'm going to see you later.
0: Absolutely. Station isn't providing medical advice, and listeners should seek medical advice from their physicians if they have any medical concerns or problems.
1: It's the Francine Marie Show. We're taking a break, so before you can wipe your bum, we'll be right back. This is my jam and jelly, y'all, on the Francine
0: Marie Show. Spread that show out, girl. Spread it out. Mm. Please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing, the Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, and, of course, companionship. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive, and now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, the happy dance or coming with this group. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit the theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
1: Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which
0: button am I... Uh... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, Guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year, so everyone knows what to do when they hear... Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen.